Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp and I'm joined as always by Macworld Executive Editor Michael Simon as well as Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus. We are live on LinkedIn and YouTube, so if you have any questions or comments throughout our discussion and our episode, please leave them below and we'll be sure to answer them live. But today specifically, we're going to be diving into this new strain of malware that is affecting at least 30,000 Macs. It was recently uncovered by cybersecurity researchers. So obviously, First question is, how did they find it? Michael, you want to take that one? Uh, sure. I mean, I don't know exactly what they were doing, but you know, these <laughs> these these security researchers, this is what they do. They um, this you is know, Red Canary, right? Yes, they're the ones, that, uh, they're the, they're the ones who publish their findings along with um, uh, Malwarebyte or something. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, Malwarebytes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, this is this is their stock and trade. They dive into Max. PCs, um, check out code, check out things that are that are you know processes in the background. They figure out what's wrong, what's not supposed to be there, and whether or not it was put there by some outside malicious corporation. Mm -hmm. In this in this instance, they they found that there was malware in definition only because it didn't actually do anything malicious. It didn't actually- yeah, it was sort of like a proof of concept. Yeah. You know? kind of, it, yeah. There was no payload. And although it was, it was definitely pinging the, you know, a server trying to look for more directions. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's disturbing in the sense that they were, someone was able to put this on 30,000 Macs, um, among them new M1 Macs. So those are not immune. Um, nobody, there, there was, there's no evidence that anything happened, that anything was, was, uh, kind of exploited in the wild, as they say, um, Apple responded by pulling the developer certificate of the person or the people who had done this. So like, it, it can't be, it can't spread anymore, mm -hmm. but the, the people who are way smarter than me and looked at this thing and studied this thing say that yeah as ken said there's no payload in the sense a, a payload in this instance would be a remote control of your machine a bunch of adware whatever well, some it sort is. of executable that you know yeah. that it would be implementing and it was yeah, there when it was able to do something it right. just didn't do anything and it wasn't it, it there was nothing that it could do or was going to do it's not just that it was it was waiting to you know, to, to, to dump a bunch of, of bad code. It, it was there, it was planted, but there was nothing that they found that uh, even that the, de the, the developer of this thing wanted it to do, so. What's sort of surprising is that uh, Apple did move pretty quickly to like, you know, revoke, as you said, um, to make sure that this could not spread any further. And as far as we know, it was 30,000 plus computers. I think that one of the surprises here though, was that, you know, this was written, there were two binaries, one for Intel Macs and one mm -hmm. for, for the new M1 Macs. Right. And I think the idea that, uh, you know, the M1 Macs had already been, a, you know, sort of targeted kind of caught uh, Apple users by surprise, even I mean, though, again, I, it didn't do anything, but it, it could, you know. I don't think it, it, should, it should be a surprise. I mean, Apple has a target on its back. People are, people, there's literally conventions of people trying to crack ios i mean they mm -hmm. this is a it's a it's a it's a badge of honor if you can crack anything apple makes because they pride themselves on their security there is a somewhat misconceived notion that macs are immune from viruses so hackers uh and and you know so-called bad actors they they want to prove to people that hey you're you're not you're not immune you can get them too and that's true 
they can, we can. The thing is they don't usually spread as quickly and the way Apple updates its stuff, they don't usually, they, they're usually cut off. The problem with Windows, why, why viruses are so prevalent on Windows machines is because there's a zillion of them and they're all run by different manufacturers. They're all running different versions of the software. Some of them can update to the new ones. Some of them don't. Some of them don't know how. Some of them are managed by you know, hundreds of, of PCs managed in a company and they can't because they would break stuff. There's a million reasons why uh, viruses spread more quickly and more um, wide, widely on Windows. It's not necessarily a fault of Windows 10 as it were. Mm -hmm. Apple has it a little bit easier because, well, for one, their install base is way smaller. But for another, they can, you know, they update their machines in a, in a different way. They're not selling, you know, like there's no HP Mac that runs a different, an older version of Windows. And, you know, it's just, it's a different world for Apple users. So um, when a virus does spring up, it's, it's squashed pretty quickly. Well, you know, and, and to your point, Michael, about security on, on Mac hardware, the reason this is newsworthy is because it is fairly rare. I mean, yeah, again, mm -hmm. you're right. You, you know, it, and that's why it sort of caught people by surprise because Apple has been pretty good at sort of preemptively locking things down. And then when something pops up, rolling out a patch or an update that can, you know, stop it from getting worse. So the, you know, the, the whole obscure security by obscurity thing has kind of gone by the wayside. There are more Macs in, in enterprise. Yep. And there's going to be uh, a lot more now too, I think. Yeah. It's definitely a story worth covering in the sense that it's interesting for one. It's, it's always interesting when, when a virus doesn't do anything. Like it's, just, it's, a, it's an interesting story. That's why people are covering it. And it's also, it's Apple. Anything Apple does, particularly if it's a not good thing, is going to get headlines. You know, this is going to go on CNN and the New York Times. Like it's, it's, this is what happens. It's, it's Apple. Apple is the biggest company in the world. With that comes a big giant target. Right. I'm wondering what, I mean, as we've already established, it's somewhere between 30, maybe upwards of 40,000. I mean, there's probably no definitive way to pinpoint the exact number. And by now, like we've mentioned, it can't spread any longer, but that's still 30 to 40,000 devices that are infected. What do people with these devices do? What, what's the next step, I guess? I mean, nothing. <laughs> the, you know, it's there and it's not going to do anything. If you don't have it, like there's no way to check to see if you have it. I mean, listen, if you're worried, get an antivirus software. They make totally. them for the Mac. They're, I mean, you, we can argue for, for days about whether or not you need them. If you want it, you need it. If you'll feel better running it, then get it. You know, they, they, do, they do the job. It would have it found this thing and it would have gotten rid of it for you. So, you know, spend a couple of bucks, get an antivirus software, and then you'll know for sure. Yeah, I think moving forward, that's probably a good idea. The, the idea that, you know, if you've got a Mac, you're safe and you don't need an extra layer of security. It, is it 100%? Absolutely, you gotta have it, no. But I mean, uh, once again, I go back to the, you know, enterprise environment. I'm presuming that a lot of enterprises would be running some sort of antivirus to try to keep an eye on these things. And mm -hmm. if you're an SNB with, you know, a handful of Mac, uh, it's not a big investment to, to protect those Macs. Again, as Michael says, given the fact that Apple has such a target on its back because of its reputation for being secure and these people want to make names for themselves, uh, you know, spend a little bit of money and, and make sure you're safe. 
And you know, they're not foolproof. It's not going to catch everything and Nothing hackers is. find their way around that too. But it's, it's one extra layer of protection. And listen, the bottom line is just be smart. If you're not doing things that can cause you to get viruses, you're not going to get viruses. And it's not just going to, you know, shady websites. It's, it's clicking emails that you're not familiar with. It's, you know, clicking on ads. Or downloading that, that, apps that are not on the, yeah, on the Apple or App Store. Or letting people mm-hmm. use your PC that you're not familiar with, like, like your kid. You know, if it's, if it's your work machine, don't <laughs> let your kid use it. Because, I mean, they, they're not going to know. Totally. I mean, th- these things happen. And you just, you just got to be smart more now, more than ever with so many people working from home, this stuff's going to ramp up. It's a cautionary tale, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it probably uh, hope, certainly, hopefully this is the last that we hear of this you know specific strain as it were silver sparrow. But like you mentioned, Mike, it's with everyone working from home, it seems like it's not necessarily going to be the last time that we hear about any sort of, you know, malware adware affecting a Mac. But from what I've gathered, not necessarily the only issue plaguing Macs right now. Yeah, it was a oh, rough you, week. You must be in the <laughs> SSD, the big SSD crisis. I mean, like none of this is, 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 is life altering, but it was, it wasn't the greatest week for Apple. Yeah. So later after that, so first there was an, uh, uh, an adware thing that popped up. Then the silver sparrow thing popped up. Now, uh, two days after that, um, a bunch of developers started talking on Twitter about their SSD health. Now, this is not something that a normal user, and I count myself among those people, would ever know about. But what you can do, and we have um, very explicit step-by-step instructions on Macworld if you want to do that, you can check your SSD health. So SSDs are different than old-school spinny hard drives in that they have a very definitive lifespan. They will wear out. Yes, yeah. you can write, read and write. Like the other ones ha- also had a lifespan, but for completely different reasons because they would just break. They were mechanical. SSDs, right, right. And so if that thing, if the, if the thing stopped spinning, you were, you were screwed. Like if you dropped it or something. SSDs don't have that issue, but they, they, are, they are finite. So you can only read and write to them a certain number of times. And that's usually decades. You know, it's not something that people would have to worry about, particularly if you're using like a 256 gigabyte drive. What people have found is that Mac OS, Big Sur and uh, uh, Catalina on both M1 Macs and um, some, some, some late Intel Macs, later Intel Macs, have been using way more than expected read and writes to the SSD, like, like hundreds of terabytes. And some people have found as much as like 10% of their drive's expected life has been depleted in in just a couple of months, and you know that that's extreme. Most most people have seen like two, two or three percent, which doesn't sound like much, and it's not. But compared to older Macs, it's tremendously high. And so what that does is, over the course of time, degrades the expected life of the SSD. And as that gets closer to a hundred, you could see problems and slowdowns and issues with your Mac. Now, even if you extrapolate what these people are finding, you're still talking eight to 10 years down the line, which probably wouldn't affect most people. But we, this is just starting. So we don't know how this is going to look in a year. And we also don't know what really is happening 
something to do with Mac OS. It's, it's, is, it's, it, is it doing a lot of paging almost like paging, like the old paging to disk? Uh, page swaps. Forth? It's doing something that uh, like, you know, no one really knows because it's Apple's thing, but, and, and Apple hasn't come out with a statement explaining it. They're going to come out with a statement and says, this is, this is expected behavior. That's their thing. But we don't know like why it's doing this and we don't know what it means for the future and for the lifespan and the longevity of these very expensive machines that we're all using. Well, and you know, and one thing to remember too, when it comes to to, to the SSD, is it's, it's it's soldered, it's on the machine. Right. You can't replace it. You can't, you know, pull an SSD and put in a new one. So, if and when this goes, you know, does die, you, you know, you're gonna need a new computer. Yeah, or that's the effectively replace it completely. That that would be the fear is that you know, in five years, let's say. You're not which is not spend. that which is not that old it's, for a Mac. For a Mac, it's, no, it's really not. It's and not. they're expensive. You don't want to be yeah. buying a new one that often. Exactly, and you know, no one's saying that that's going to happen. They're just saying that based on the theoretical de degradation that they're seeing on some Macs, and listen, it could also be a problem with the, with the with the software that runs the report. Like they don't, people just don't know right now. But like all things being equal, yeah, it could be an issue in five years, and you know that would force you to buy a new Mac now. Mm -hmm. That might sound familiar. We've seen this issue before with the iPhone this and batteries. This sounds like AntennaGate. We're holding yeah, it wrong, or, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, Apple has a history of making decisions behind the scenes that might degrade the experience in order to speed things up, in order to prolong something else, whatever it is. This, are and you talking about the uh, battery, the iPhone the, the, batteries? The iPhone battery thing is the one is the biggest one. Yeah, yeah I was going to so, say, wasn't there? Wasn't that just what the class action lawsuit was about? Yeah. Or am I thinking of something so else? They, okay. What? No, that, that's exactly right. What they did there was, in, on all their iPhones, they throttled the processor to preserve the battery. If mm -hmm. if if a, if the battery started to to decline, if the battery health declined to a certain percentage, they throttled the processor, effectively slowing down your phone. You know, years later, like when, like we're talking like uh, three or four years down the road, and people started noticing this, they freaked out. And Apple responded; they had a battery replacement program. Then they had a class action lawsuit, and they gave out money to people. So I don't think that's quite where this is at. But w why people are kind of up in arms is because Apple hasn't really earned the benefit of the doubt here. Like they tend to do these things, and this could be. A reason why with eight gigs of RAM, eight gigs of unified RAM on the processor that these things are so blazingly fast because they're using the SSD to, to kind of uh, uh, portion off some of the tasks. People don't know. And that could be fine. But Apple hasn't responded, so we just don't know. So what's the fix? There isn't one like, right now. One. What's there could, I mean, yeah. Apple, Apple would have to come out with a Mac OS update. Sure. That... Um, I mean, one of two things. One, they could disable the the software from from reading it, uh, like you know, because so it's it's called smart smart. There's an acronym, and I can't remember what it is, but they could cut that off. So we just don't know. They did that with the battery for a while on the Mac. They took away the percentage, so we didn't even know how much percentage was left because they had issues with reporting it. They mm -hmm. so they could do that, or they could fix it in the sense that uh, they send an update to Mac OS that. Uh, handles the SSD and the RAM and the chip differently. I, that's less likely to happen. My guess is they're going to come out with a statement, or they could just say nothing because this could just die down. But they could, they probably will say if they respond, 
this is expected behavior and here's why. And they'll list a reason. They'll have an update that does something that to that. That will, that will fix it at least. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It fix yeah. it in the sense that what people see right. uh, makes them feel better. Uh, this stuff will probably operate in the same way and nobody will have any problems in five years. That's my guess. Happy ever after. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is their, their brand new machines. We've mm-hmm. never seen this architecture before. We've never seen right. this system before. And the problem, for lack of a better word, the problem here is that people can dive into their Macs and f- see stuff that they can't see on their iPhone. The iPhone's probably been doing this since day one, but we don't know. And we don't necessarily care because we're using these, those things in different ways than we right. are our Macs. We don't keep them on all the time. We don't have them compiling code for days on end. So the way it, it so if if Apple's doing the same thing with that chip and that RAM and that uh, hard drive or, or that flash drive, which is likely because those Apple's able Apple is able to get ridiculous things out of out of very little RAM and very little battery, so it's probably doing something similar over there. But we would never know because it's not going to have a it's not going to ever affect us, and we don't have the tools to to, to check. Got it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> lot going on for Apple this week. Bottom line, everything, everything is record, everything's I, fine. I still like my M1 MacBook and you know MacBook Pro, and uh, I haven't seen anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, again, I was going to say. User. Have either of you noticed anything? Because yeah. you both have M1 Macs, right? Yeah, I somewhat, somewhat coincidentally, I had to reinstall my operating system this week, but I don't think it was related to either of these things. Maybe you've got uh, Silver Sparrow. Possibly. I mean, I was, yeah. the, I was the only computer where it actually did something. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, since uh, after, after I installed it, it was, it was, after I reinstalled, it was fine. Perfect. Well, I this is also just a reminder to our audience live on LinkedIn and YouTube. If you have any questions, feel free to drop in, them in the comments, in the chat, and we'll answer them live. And if we can't get to them live, we will answer them um, after the fact, I'll get back to you. And if it's a question that I can't answer, I will get back to you on Ken or Mike's behalf. So SSD, adware, malware, maybe next week will be a better week for Apple. Uh, sure. March, so. it's, March is something will, some, they'll, they'll announce something in March. So I'm hoping for uh, what? New well, iPads? Well, iPad Pro? Yeah, uh, iPad Pro, uh, maybe Air, AirPods, maybe AirTags, finally. you know. So in like three weeks, we'll all be forgetting about this and spending money on more Apple stuff. And we'll be all happy. What else is there to do with AirPods? They just announced the over-the-year ones. Yeah, they say they're going to add maybe noise canceling to the cheaper ones, um, possibly shorten That's why I bought the more expensive ones. Well, you, you and everybody else, yeah. Which <laughs> reminds me, though, when you talk about the over-the-year ones, isn't there an issue with, uh, like, the, the they don't hold their charge? You can't sort of turn them off so they, they even when they're in, like, sleep mode or whatever, they're still losing uh, juice? Did I did I read that correctly? I don't have a set, but I just yeah, I don't I don't have a set either. I think some people did notice that it was staying on for longer, but like we're talking about ten minutes, not like hours. Yeah. Um, Listen, if you're spending five hundred fifty dollars on a pair of headphones, that's a that's a small problem to have. I think just just plug them in. (laughs) I think it's the opposite is true. If you're spending five hundred dollars on headphones, you want them to hold a charge. Well, sure, but don't put them in that case, like. Like they're so nice. Like, why would you? So Apple has these. The AirPods Max has a very ugly smart case that they have with it, 
And what that smart case is supposed to do is is shut off the um, the battery drain or whatever it is. So they so they so when you're when they're not on your ears, they're not draining. They sort of battery. go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But you can do that manually. So do it. <laughs> put them in that in that ugly case, and 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 it's not an issue. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Fair enough. So it looks like we actually have one question on LinkedIn and I feel like I might know the answer, but I'll throw it to you guys regardless, but just as we're wrapping up here, um, one viewer said they own Apple everything, mostly work on their um, 2013 iMac, latest, have the latest updates. How am I affected? That was the question. Are they affected? And is it kind, is the answer just kind of I don't know. Uh, I or... would say I would. I mean, is if you if you have the latest OS update, security is is set there. Okay. I don't know if 2013. I mean, the latest update for that machine, because I don't right. think you can update to Pixar. That's not going to run the latest. Machine. Yeah, that's not going to run the current OS. I don't think so. But um, I mean, the bottom line is you're fine. The the, the you don't have an SSD, so th those issues don't apply. And if your 2013 Mac is running as well as you want it to, power to you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> that's eight years. That's, yeah, you know, that's, that's, awesome. that's pretty good. But that's, I, so that kind of speaks to this issue where, you know, you might say, well, oh, big deal. So my SSD is going to die in, in 2028. But, you know, that could be a, 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 an investment if you're spending a couple grand on a laptop you wanted to last 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they were referencing the malware. Yeah. Um, Unclear. So, well, definitely not because okay. it was it was for newer it was for newer machines than twenty thirteen. Okay. Hackers aren't going to waste their time looking at code compiling for a twenty. There's not enough. There's not enough of those machines still in use. To yeah. Make it work so well. any any new virus is going to is going to attack uh, newer chips and newer newer machines. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you both so much. So it seems like March, Apple will very more than likely redeem themselves and. This week will well, all I mean, be a thing of the past. They don't need to redeem themselves. I mean, sure, we're, sure, we're, sure. We're, we're, making, we're making small mountains out of smaller molehills here. They're just going to change the conversation, you know? Forget about that other stuff. Look at the new iPad Pro I mean, or it whatever. It goes to the territory. They're, they're, they're a $2 trillion company, so they get, they get $2 trillion worth of coverage for small things. Fair enough. Maybe a little bit of hyperbole on my part, but <laughs> there you have it. March, more things physical things, um, possibly out of Apple. So Ken, Mike, thank you both so much for calling in and joining. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much to everyone who has been watching live on YouTube and LinkedIn. And if you're watching after the fact and you have a question, please be sure to post it in the comments below. Like I mentioned mid-show, I'll get back to you or I'll get back to you on Ken and Mike's behalf. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up. And if you're on LinkedIn, you can go over onto our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, give it a thumbs up there and subscribe. We've got new videos out just about every weekday. And you can also um, hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. Thanks so much for watching and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.